If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. RTP! Thank you for tuning into Romancing the Pod. You had us said hello. I'm Paige Wesley. I'm Mikey Randolph. And I'm Todd Schlosser. And this week, I made you guys watch Warm Bodies. So was this the first time either of you had seen this movie before? This is my first time, actually. Really? I know, Mikey, you've seen it, right? You read the book, right? I read the book. I'm going to have book questions for sure. The book is way better because I think this movie like wraps up the whole thing. It does, and it changes the ending. Yeah. Um, the book was way better. As they always are. Yeah. And then, um, actually, that's not always true. Yeah, like The Mist and The Mist movie, oof. That ending in The Mist movie is way better. That's true. I think Fight Club is a better movie. I think most of Chuck Palahniuk's works are written like screenplays when you read them. Mm. Mm-hmm. So they they transition very well to movies. Most books aren't like that. Shawshank yeah. Redemption. Yeah. But that's also a short story. Anyway, I got really frustrated because I read the book, and he didn't write a sequel to the book for like four years. So they made the movie before the second book came out, and I never knew more books came out, so I started researching this episode, and now there's three more books. I think I'm going to reread the first book and read the Because I really like the first one, because they set the zombies up kind of like, and it kind of gets into some of this a little bit, but like it's kind of like ant colonies, like regular zombies are like worker bees, and then there's like controlling, there's people in charge, and there's the other bonies. things. There's other things going on in there. Like, it's like a whole, it's almost like alien, you know, you, like aliens and stuff. It's yeah. like, but with like zombies. Well, alien is very much modeled after bees. Yeah, bees and stuff like that. So they had zombie stuff like that. And then, like, they got, they did get mad that some of these drones had like started waking up and going back to humanity. It was really oh. cool. And they implied a lot of cool stuff in the book, but it never plays out. Well, maybe it does now. You just haven't read those books. I know. Now yeah. I got to read the book. Yeah. I would say that that's something that I, I think is the challenge of adapting anything to film is that a you are limited to what you can truly show you know and and Mm -hmm. in books you're not you're limited you you can talk what people are thinking whatever yeah but also books have a lot more time to build worlds that movies just do not yeah i mean this is 90 minutes long what can you do in 90 minutes pretty much what we saw or you have a Dune or Star Wars. You have like an hour of world building, which can. Right. Or like Children of Men world builds really well, but it's all like background and subtle, which is like very masterful work, I think. It is, but that movie is 
two hours and some change long. Like Children of Men is a journey. It's one of my favorite movies. Not saying it's not, but it takes a lot longer. And to be honest with you, I don't, especially with only one book out at the time, they're never going to invest in that world building for a movie. Well, what, what year did this come out, Todd? 2013. So it's like right around all of those like series of like Twilight. It, this was zombie mania. This was peak zombie mania. This was like two to three years into Walking Dead. Yeah. Hunger Games stuff. Like it all it's. And I think they made a smart choice just wrapping it up. I don't think yes. they would have got a sequel. I don't remember it doing welly well. Todd will tell us later. It kind of flew under the radar, I think, because it was one of those things that I heard about and was like, oh, I should watch that, and then just never got around to it. Mm-hmm. So, But I, I really liked the book, and I really liked the movie, because I felt... Cause I, at the time, I was like, well, I guess he's not making a sequel. So I felt like the the, the movie kind of wrapped things up in a nice little bow. And I was like, oh, that's mm-hmm. nice. Yeah, I love the way the movie ends. I cry every time. Where does the book <laughs> end? The book ends with them starting to work together with the people waking up. And then you find out more about, like, the cast system of, like, the zombies and, like, there's like there's like there's like things called hives and all the all the I think it's called hives. There's like interesting stuff going on, and then it's kind of like the last fifteen minutes of the movie, kind of yada yada. Is like they just get over the whole zombie apocalypse. Mm. That does not happen in the book. It's just like just like they start working with that group that he has. Okay, interesting. Because uh, I have a fun fact for something that supposedly happens in the book. I don't know which book. I don't know if it's a spoiler for books down the line. Well, I'm fine with that. It's a, you know I'll 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 reread them. That sounds like a really fun Halloween kind of process maybe there you go well that's the reason I wanted to do this movie because it is very much like a Halloween appropriate rom-com it's yeah. such a ridiculous movie but I really like I it. love it so much but I did really like it okay yeah, cool, cool, no, cool. yeah I, I, I like it a lot now granted uh I I came in net positive like you know how when when movies have stuff that you already like and yeah. people that you already like yeah. predisposed I love zombies Huge zombie nerd, but I also love Nicholas Holt. I do love Nicholas Holt. Dude, he's been acting since he was seven years old, and he's always been really good. Like, he is just one of those people who is just naturally a great actor. He's so good. Uh, I think my favorite is him in The Great. He is doing so much on that show. (laughs) Paige, he is insane. Like, unhinged insane in that show. Yeah, I need to watch that show. Oh, Oh, Mikey, Mikey. it's so good. (laughs) It's on Hulu, right? Yeah, you can watch it on Hulu. It's two seasons. I think they're making a third, but yeah. I honestly feel like we could do that as like romancing the pod bonus content, because it is almost like like a romantic comedy slash it's like right before the proletariat comes over and throws off the monarchical regime in Russia. I feel like prior to the great, I had never seen him in a role like that before. I don't think he's ever done anything like the great because he has unhinged in the great. (laughs) So great. I mean, not many people do get a chance to play a character like he does in the great. Like absolutely. I live that character. You don't, Mikey. You, you don't, do not. Mikey. I don't know what it's like. Do you think if I was like a king, though, I would be that character? I do. Yeah. So it would be like you, but like with like absolute power and just the monster that you would be. Mm. But yes. he is also like very fun and he loves people, but he's just like spoiled to a to a degree that like if you s- ever tell him no, he'll probably kill you. He'll like just that's the shoot sort of you. yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> 
crazy. But he plays it as like such a good natured character until he Ugh. kills you, and it's insane. It's just so good. Everyone watched the great. It's so madness. You're like, it's for Paul. It's a bear. I made it out of real bear parts, and you're just like, oh god, oh my god. <laughs> horrifying reality Elle Flanning is also in it she's amazing in it too like it's just a great show watch yeah, it Elle Flanning's amazing yeah. in it yeah because he he plays it pretty straight like in this and then in X-Men or whatever and then in the great he's just walking around wearing his dead mother's pearls and just like <laughs> gleefully murdering people <laughs> And oh. but then at a certain point in in season two, you're like, "Am I rooting for him? No, Th- no. What? What's happening? Yeah, because he is weirdly charming. But it'll just yeah. be like, "I'm sorry, I shot your pet bear." <laughs> <You're just> like, <laughs> what is happening? Yeah. Oh, it's that the great amazing. is amazing. You have to watch the great. But what did you guys think about this movie? Oh, I think it's cute. I, I think yeah. you know, zombies does get a bit stale. I love yes. a good zombie apocalypse kind of thing. I think Walking Dead kind of. First off, I don't get to talk about this often. Mm. I have all of the, the Walking Dead graphic books, yes. the, the comics, the whole collection over here to my left. Yeah. Stage right. <laughs> yeah, I'm learning. I'm learning. He can be taught. <laughs> and those are so much better and more creative than the show ever was. Yeah. And I had to stop watching the show because it, it was just trash. Was so yeah, it was so much show. worse. Yeah. Like those graphic novels are so much better. Yeah. They turned an awesome story into a soap opera on the second season. Like the first season was so good. Oh, there's a lot of soap opera stuff, but the characters sure. grow and things yeah. that happen in the beginning that change them, they stay like I felt like Rick never really changed in the show. I just got tired of Carl getting lost. Carl does not get lost. Carl becomes a uber mega badass in the in the graphic novel. For sure. On the show, it just felt like every episode at one point, Rick would just look off into the middle distance and be like, Carl! And you'd just oh, be yeah. like, ah, oh, damn it. Again. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I can't. I, we won't talk about that. But anyway, it's just it's hard <laughs> to pull off really good zombie content. If it, you're is, not it is. Yeah. Dawn of the Dead. Or Walking Dead. I, like, I like a good post-apocalyptic zombie. I think it's been long enough that maybe we could start trying again. I like a good zombie film. I think Korea is trying again, and we should let them lead the new zombie wave because they're fucking great at it. Yeah, but like, <laughs> as far as zombies with this, I thought it was super interesting. I thought this movie is funny. It's like so different than anything else yeah. that it yes. keeps it. It's pretty creative. I like I like R and I like his internal dialogue and his his best friend. What's the guy? What's that comedian's name? Rob Corddry, who we refer to as yeah. M for most of the movie, but we will find out his name is Marcus. Yeah, I feel like he hasn't played a role like this. Like he, this is no. He's usually an asshole. This is the one time yeah. he gets to be friendly. <laughs> yeah. He usually yeah. plays like a larger version of himself, but he actually gets to like act in this movie, and I think he does a great job. Yeah, like, I yeah. think he does his best acting work in this movie. Yeah, he usually like if you've seen Hot Tub. Time Machine, that's usually who Rob Corddry plays in yeah. almost every movie, is yeah. that character. And in this one, he does get to be more grounded and and very sweet. Yeah. And it, like, it made me cry when he was looking at that poster of people holding hands and starts to remember. I, know, I was and like, his heart, oh, oh. <laughs> there's still people in there. And then yeah. when he's like, bitches, man. Oh god, I lost my mind. I laughed so hard. I, I, it was so funny. It's just so so funny because oh, he's like trying to so comfort funny. R, and it's just like you know <laughs> he can't really talk, but I love it. It's the only piece of media from the zombies' perspective because you have a cool human society. It's never explained. You, it, you can make some inferences. Yeah. 
But like, really, it's all, you know, what's the day in the life of a zombie, which is it's pretty funny. I also like this movie has one of the most interesting flips of a zombie trope that I have ever seen. I don't think any other zombie movies ever done this in every zombie movie. At some point, the humans have to pretend to be zombies. And that's how they get from point A to point B at some point in the story. In this movie, a zombie has to pretend to be human. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's so funny. I love yeah. it. It's so good. And they uh, have like a she's all that moment and they like make him yes. over. And I love that. Because this movie is, it's sort of like a combination of like Romeo and Juliet, which is why her name's Julie and he's R, right? And it's like a combination of Beauty I and the today Beast. Wait, moments you didn't get old. that? Marcusio is Marcus. Yes, yes. Guys, they even do the uh, the balcony scene. Like they, I know. Yeah. In the balcony scene, Nora I have in my notes. Nurse. Oh, Romeo and Juliet, question mark. Never did not even think about the fact that her <laughs> name is Julie and his name is, I was like, oh, of course. But Paige, it's also part Beauty and the Beast from the Beast's yes. perspective. There's a little right? bit of Stockholm Syndrome yeah, yeah, yeah. going There's on in this movie. There's definitely some Stockholm Syndrome going on. Yeah. He just started thinking again. We cannot give him negative motivations. Oh, I don't think it was negative motivations. I think he does want to save her, but he doesn't like take her back immediately because he's like thinks she's pretty or whatever. You know, I, I mean, yeah. I'm not. I don't think he's a villain. Like the Beast is clearly a villain because she does go home and then she chooses to be with him later in the movie. Like, I, I mean, technically that also happens in Beauty and the Beast. That's somewhat true. But Paige, I need you to stop forgiving the Beast for all of his sins because he bought Belle a library and he has I, I, his shoulders. I, 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 He's super rich, though, for real. Just because R has a record collection does not excuse it. That's mm-hmm. his library. Just putting it out there. But if Nicholas Holt had bigger shoulders and had a like a plane full hey, of books, you'd be regular like... Regular Nicholas Holt could kidnap me any day. <laughs> yeah, Nicholas Holt... <laughs> Got them pretty eyes, you know what I'm saying? He is an attractive man, yeah. So here's the thing. In the great, he did get shouldered up, though. He did, yeah. So he's also got the eyes and the shoulders. And he's wearing pearls, which, like, is working for me for some reason. Not always, but, like, in that case, it works. Yeah, but people yeah. can do bad things. You can still fall in love with them. Yeah. People can make teddy bears out of real bear parts, and you can still <laughs> fall <laughs> That's how they made teddy bears back in the day. Actually, back in the day, teddy bears didn't exist uh, teddy bears are modeled after Teddy Roosevelt. That's yeah. why they're called teddy bears. There, there are some things in the great that are are included for comedy's sake. Yes. And they do. Every episode starts with like, this is not true, but this is how we're going to tell the story. But it sort of is. Yeah. So it sort of the is, great but not is really. based on a historical thing that happened, but they just really embellish everything and they're very upfront yes. that everything's super embellished. Yeah. Yes. Which I like. But they, the ways that they have chosen to embellish it, phenomenal. Chef's kiss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so good. So, Mikey, I have a question for you. If you could eat your current girlfriend's, which I know you don't have one, but your current girlfriend's ex-boyfriend's brains to watch all of his memories, A, would you do that to learn more about your girlfriend? And would you intentionally watch or intentionally skip the sex memories? That's a good question. I should have saw this coming. Yeah, you should have seen this coming because I was so excited to ask you this question. (laughs) should have saw this coming. I don't think I would. I I know I wouldn't watch the sex memories. I don't think I want to watch any memories because that's their stuff. I would definitely kill and eat my girlfriend's ex's brains if I was a zombie. I would kill them and eat the person, but (laughs) I don't want to see their memories together. That is fair. That stuff is between them and like the person you like came from the things they went through together yeah it's sort of like when guys get upset about our people i I mean i i'm coming at this from a male perspective sure 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 of of like exes and like your number and things like that and oh like your quote-unquote body count 
Yeah, all yeah. that stuff. It's so stupid. I guess in this movie's context, your body count would be the amount of people you murdered. It would be, yeah. And ate their brains. But um, no, I don't want to see their memories because I don't think anybody is with a person because they think it's not going to work out. I mean, I know some people have and I've been there, but uh, not with a <laughs> but typically, not a committed yeah. relationship. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't want to see the sex memories for sure. And like the happy memories, I don't really want those either. Well, I mean, I've dated somebody who like told me that like they're they loved their ex, but they had terrible sex with their ex and like that was a cool place to be <laughs> you mean being lied to by your current girlfriend is that is that what you mean i don't i you you assume they're lying but like they have no reason to lie about that you well, know what i mean i like, do think they have a reason to lie about that mikey here's my question did they communicate their needs and try to make the sex good because like that's what yes, you should do yes okay this was stuff that came out like they're like one of our major problems was sex and it was bad and i try to tell them and like it, we just never we just never had that physical connection and it like mm. we tried to build it and it just never built it is hard to build something like that that's really because yeah that, that chemistry factor that physical factor yeah. is not you can make improvements but like sure yikes yeah and i don't think they were lying I, there was no reason I, i've dated people who've had plenty of great sex before me and they'll have plenty of great sex after i'm like <laughs> a dip in that whole thing <laughs> I don't care. They're having sex with me now. Exactly. So why do I care? That's exactly how I feel about it. Like the whole body count conversation to me is stupid. But that's like an older guy, I think, thing. A lot of sure. young guys like, like, is my penis bigger? You know, like stuff like that. You know, like who cares? Yeah. They're fucking you now. Just live in the moment. Yeah. Paige looks lost in thought. I'm thinking about this question. And your greatest sex is probably some psychopath who it would never work <laughs> out with. And that's that's the God's honest truth. I mean, that's not my experience, but I know it's a lot of people's experience. That is my experience. That is also my experience <laughs> where, like, I would have sex with that person again. I would not trust them with a small child or, <laughs> or sharp objects. I would yeah. absolutely not have sex with that person again ever. But, yeah, they were definitely a little crazy. Are they in jail now? Something like that. Like... I wasn't afraid of her body counts, quote unquote. I was afraid that she might actually have a body a, count, a, a like body a murder count. body count. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, Paige, do you think you would watch them? Yeah, I think I would. I don't, well, but I don't think it would bother me. Like having that information does not bother me. Does that make sense? I, I mean, I understand the words that you were saying, but no, I think it would be hard for me to see my current girlfriend having sex with their ex. It's not, not just like, that. Like, those are their memories. It's kind of like in Goonies, man. You can't just, like, take those coins up. Those are other people's wishes. Yeah, I guess. I also think of it as, like, it's it's memories. It's happened. Nothing I do or say changes that it happened. So, like, it's not like me not watching it means that it, it isn't there. Like, does that and make sense? And he never tells yeah. her she, he sees all those memories. That's true. That is odd. So what if she ever lied about that and he knew? Like, I would always know if they lied about something with their ex. And like, there's some stuff true. that There's some stuff that's very, very intimate with you and exes that, like, do you tell your next partner everything about that person's life? or what? I mean, like, I, I don't... There's, like, some gray moral area there. In the book, is that still the same, that he sees the memories? Yes, but he like he says in the movie, they do it because it's like the most they feel in their whole life now is when they eat brains. I really like that. That is why yeah. they ate the brains. Like it's because it made them feel human for a moment. I thought that that was a cool twist on why zombies eat brains. But like in, he stopped eating it once he 
real like he had that realization yes. and he, he spit it out because i i think he started like thinking and being a real person again mm. so like they do keep it for a long time or he did in the book to feel things and see things and things like, like dream and hope and all that stuff interesting because because i was wondering i was like how does the book handle it so he doesn't keep eating it after a point right and it, it implies that in the movie because he spits it out the the, the, the yeah. only vision he has after that was an actual dream he had without eating brains it is okay. wild to me that for like 45 minutes of this movie he has her boyfriend's brains in his pocket yeah just, they're going on like little zombie dates around the airport and he is just like pocket full of brains i think he keeps it in the plane yeah he keeps it in the plane i mean maybe he does i don't know either way it's weird i mean the later on her her friend comments that he doesn't smell and i'm like that's impossible <laughs> Like, this is Kyle Reese to the max. I think they do that to explain that, like, he doesn't smell like a corpse. But either way, even if he was, like, a human man who hasn't showered for seven months, he would yeah. smell terrible. You know, like, I I understand what you're saying, and you're absolutely right. Yeah. Which was why I was kind of glad that we did not get a sex scene between them because I was like, mm, no, until he turns back into regular, regular Nicholas Holt at the end. You know, the bar has been set high with sex scenes and corpses. What? I can only think of one other film at the top of my head that has that weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> and Clerks. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Um. Okay. I sort of think this movie is a little scary, though. There are, like, some tense moments where they're being chased by the uh, the, the skeleton zombies, bonies, or whatever they call them. Mm -hmm. Like, this movie is definitely scarier than some of the movies we've done on Horror Virgin. Yeah. I don't believe so. You don't think this is a little scarier than Tucker and Dale versus Evil? I love Tucker and Dale. I love it, too. But it's not at all scary. This is a one for me on the scary scale. Yeah, this so. would be a one for me as well. It would be a one for me as well. Also, the bony CGI has not aged incredibly well. Yeah, it was 2013. So, yeah, I mean. <laughs> In this movie, the argument is that everyone turns into bonies eventually. But bonies seem to be like giants. Like they're the Nephilim to the the zombies, regular people. Like, yeah, there's like in the books, they like don't explain everything in the first book. It like those are like the mysteries. At least like they the bonies are like the higher cast. Okay, and then there's something in the hive where they're never even allowed in. Where like only the bonies go in, and there's other things in there where like like they're like the nests or whatever. Does it cover how zombies came to be? No. But yeah, everybody becomes a bony, but they don't know how. And then like the bonies are like stronger, faster, and like they can. Oh, and then in the book, the bonies only come out at night. They don't come out in the day like vampires. Mm. Interesting. Okay. And like the sun hurts them. I think that's why they stay inside the dome at the end instead of jumping out after them. The bonies. Okay, that makes sense. We and we don't see them leave the airport and stuff too. I mean, that sort of makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They just run around yelling at regular zombies like like, like floor supervisors or managers. They're just like so a bony is just a boss you always hated. Yeah. So yeah. we should be just calling them boners. <laughs> Chad told me to clean up the airport. <laughs> Fucking boner. <laughs> so do you guys want to go through the movie scene by scene? Yes, please. Let's do it. So we open on some of the best credits that we've had in a long time because it immediately puts us into the story. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, and we're introduced through ours monologue, like internal monologue, where he's like, what am I doing with my life? I should get out more. I should stand up straight, which I do think is it's very funny because that internal monologue is very human in the sense of like, oh, I'm a piece of shit. Like, I got to fucking get my shit together. I got to go outside and start eating breakfast and working out. <laughs> And it struck me as very humanizing, w even within this story. 
And I do love that he kind of introduces all of the people zombies. And he's like, I don't know why we've all decided to live at this airport. But I think people wait at airports. And that's just like, uh, you know, some people go back to their human ways. Like the TSA guy that scans everybody as they come through. (laughs) Yeah. So funny. The guy who's just laying on the luggage carousel. Very fun. But he basically says, how did the how did the apocalypse happen? Eh, It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Uh, But this is where we are now. (laughs) I sort of love that because it doesn't fucking matter. Let's just get into the actual story. Yeah. 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 Uh, What's time travel? Yada, yada, yada. A lightning bolt struck a car and now I don't age. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So he basically is like, we must have been human before, but I'm starting to forget about it. Like it's starting to kind of fade away. And he does kind of point out a guy accidentally peeling the skin off his own face. But he's like, we eventually become the bonies once we are a zombie for too long is basically the only thing he really says about it. Yeah. So uh, he ends up on one of the like people mover escalators, which I do think it's funny that a bunch of the escalators still work like that cracks me up. And and that is definitely a callback to Dawn of the Dead in the mall, the original Dawn of the Dead, because it's a lot of zombies just on escalators. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've never done the original, so I don't know. But I, I vaguely do remember that from the remake we did. The remake is wild. I, I mean, it's it's got some cool scares, but overall, I'm not a huge fan. But the original is not often streaming. That's why we haven't been able to do it. So he says... I just feel like I'm lost. Like, no, I'm really lost. I've never been to this part of the airport before. (laughs) Um, But he, we watch as he walks out onto the jetway and gets on a plane. And this is like his apartment. Yeah. And I think for me, as someone viewing this for the first time, that's my first indication that he's just not a zombie. He's not just a zombie because like- He has a space. He has an apartment. He has things and things that he cares about. It's not just haphazard. Like this is his place. Um, which was very interesting. We've never seen a zombie like that. I yeah. think in the book, now I haven't read it in like 12 years, he like finds stuff when he's wandering around that he likes and takes it back yes, there. Yes, he does that in the movie too. Yeah, he does. You see him slip things into his pockets kind of as he goes around, yeah. which I think is really interesting. Well, and he collects them and puts them in like the overhead compartments or just around there. Yeah. Like, I thought that was really cool. Like he like sort of builds a home inside that jet, which I thought was cool. It made me feel like I could live inside a jet and it'd be cool. You probably could. Like think about how much space is in one of those like international jets. Right. Especially if you took the seats out, you could build quite a nice little house there i mean it'd be about as big as like a trailer is but much longer yeah 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 uh just round yeah (laughs) that'd be the downside uh try hang pictures and shit good luck that's true <laughs> all my pictures look down at the floor <laughs> they're just constantly falling off the walls every time you try to hammer something in all the masks drop there are challenges to living in a plane but he's doing a great job yeah he's doing all right we cut to he says this is my best friend and this is where we meet rob cordry uh as m aka marcus Uh, Where they're sitting and they're just like essentially the zombie version of discussing the weather where he's like, we kind of just groan and stare awkwardly. And then sometimes as we're talking, we find actual words and he just kind of goes hungry and Rob Corddry goes city. City, yeah. (laughs) So they kind of collect a group of zombies and walk out to the city to get food yeah kind of like co-workers going to get lunch together which was very <laughs> funny to me they like crew zombie up and then walk to the city yeah. yeah and i do love that he's like god we're so slow yeah this could take a while yeah. we cut away <laughs> i do love how like voice over r is like regular person he's not like a he's not like the zombie r right and i really dig the hell out of that <laughs> so 
Uh, he says, we can't communicate, but we have similar taste in food. We travel in packs. Um, we cut over to the survivors, like the city of survivors, where we have Dave Franco and Juliet, whose dad we will find out is John Malkovich. But John Malkovich is giving them video directions of like, get out there, get stuff for the cure, which clearly they're not hunting for anything for the cure. They're just hunting for food and supplies. I don't think they were hunting for stuff for the cure at all. I think they're looking for like penicillin and like medicine and stuff like that. Stuff that you would need as like alive humans in the world for like, you know, medical issues. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't think John Malkovich cares about the cure. I think he just wants to like protect everyone. Oh, I think he's given up on it. Yeah, yeah. same, same. Yeah. Which here's the thing. In a zombie reality, eventually you give up. On and what he's been through, I understand. Like, his wife got bit and he had to shoot her in the head so she wouldn't turn into a zombie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's a little dramatic about it, though. I mean, <laughs> but I do understand. Like, if I was bit, I would not want to come back as a zombie. So, like, Mikey, I do feel like if I got bit, you would be the first person to be I'll like, take care fuck of it, yeah. yeah, I get to shoot Todd in the face. But I would want you to. I wouldn't shoot you in the face first because I would want to watch you scream a little. Okay. I mean, that's fair. I appreciate that you would want to see me as a zombie just to make sure. This would actually be like a really funny zombie film. I'd like shoot you in the kneecap first and you'd be like, why? I'd be like, <laughs> so you don't change your mind and run. <laughs> All right. We need to write that bit and I will shoot it and we can just do it. Like we'll put it up on Patreon or something. Like that does seem very funny to me. Maybe it's just a surface wound. Maybe it's not in my bloodstream. Shoot me in the legs and stuff. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I think I might survive. Well, we don't want you to get away, so it's fine. Like, we're just going to yeah. cripple you. Yeah. Yeah. So as we kind of walk through the human settlement, what we see is that they've basically walled off part of New York. They just kind of like built a wall in the middle of the city, and then they continue to live in the city. They're cool looking walls, too. Yeah, they're pretty cool. Well, they're sort of like smooth because you wouldn't want them to climb up it. So they have like whatever that is the walls made of. They also have like metal sheets yeah. that like make it impossible to climb, which I thought was very smart. Yep. So we watch as they walk through like kind of a cool area that's like a like a hallway, like a breezeway. That's the dead zone. Yeah. Where that's basically the the walk between that their world and the zombie world. Um, And they do remind them they're like they don't blink. They don't bleed. They're uncaring and they're incapable of remorse. So we may be the sole remaining human settlement. So in this movie version, they're not talking to others, but that's different in the book. Yeah. There's a bigger so, world in the book. But yeah. Uh, she goes to hold Dave Franco's hand and he like brushes it away. Yeah. Yeah. Like early on, we're like, ooh, Dave Franco, no. I mean, I'm always kind of like Dave Franco, no. I don't know. I love him in Disaster Artist. <laughs> That's the only movie I've seen him in where I'm like, man, I like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also that movie is wild. Yeah. I, when they announced that I did not think James Franco would do a good, uh, Tommy Wiseau, but he, but he did fucking a good nails Tommy Wiseau. <laughs> yeah, nails like he it. really does. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, we cut back to the pack of zombies on the move, and we watch as entrails drop from a body above, and it's a bony just like feeding on somebody who was outside the wall. Yeah, they smell humans, and they start to walk up the stairs towards the smell. We cut to a pharmacy where the humans we've been following are basically gathering medical supplies. Which at a certain point, it made me wonder why they like 
because we're years into this. And they have a huge, they have like full skyscrapers and stuff and power. Yeah. And I'm like, can you not make your own medicine? Well, not only that, I wondered why they had not already cleared out all the pharmacies at this point. I'm sure they have. I mean. So this must have been one that was further out that they had to like find or something like that. Anyway, so they're all kind of talking. Dave Franco's being kind of an asshole where he's like macho man with a gun. And she's just like, look, we have to keep our heads on a swivel. If we hear something, we should bail. And he's like, no, we have orders. I mean, Paige, I definitely think there's a reason she's not super broken up about him getting eaten. But I also understand, like, this is the apocalypse. Like, there aren't a lot of romantic options. So he might literally be the best guy available to her currently. Yeah. Which is sad, but, like, that's a reality. Like, it's a big city, though. But, Mikey, yeah, you don't know but... how many men are around her age that are also single. Like, it, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I do feel like, Mikey, if you were, like, parachuted into this city, you would clean up, is all I'm saying. I feel the same way about the Midwest. <laughs> <laughs> Just in general. If you drop more, uh, Mikey into, like, a Kansas City, oof. Watch out, ladies. No, I, I spent time in Cincinnati this weekend, and I was just like, these frumpy dudes are cleaning up. I was like, I w and my brother was like, you would kill it here. I was like, dang. Anyway, the zombies break in, and this is where R sees Juliet for the first time. And as he does, he's shot by James Frank, not James Franco. This is where R sees Juliet for the same time. No, oh, God damn, I can't talk today. This is where R sees Juliet for the first time. Uh, but as he does, he's shot by Dave Franco. Actually, Dave Franco elbows him in the face and he falls down. That's why he's not shot in the head initially. Yeah, he gets mad. Yeah, Dave Franco right. was the one who's like, shoot him all in the head. Well, and he says, smile, motherfucker. <laughs> As he's like about to shoot him and Nicholas Holt just like pulls his feet. Yeah. Well, I mean, because like everyone is like fighting or getting attacked by a zombie, right? Right. So like Julie gets taken by R and her boyfriend, Dave Franco, is just like dead. Yeah. And I guess Nicholas Holt breaks his head open and he just like pockets all of the brains and then goes and gets his girlfriend and then takes her with him. You're really judgy of zombie culture here. It just yeah, makes yeah, you yeah. sound very close-minded. Look, I don't know if you know, but zombies are the new environmentalists. Yeah. Oh, I knew this was going to come up. I think it's because you guys are so, like, pro-cannibalism. It makes you a little bit closer to zombie culture because you're mm -hmm. already, like, on board for, I'm going to say, helping with the climate crisis, a.k.a. Right. eating people, right? Do you know what's not going on in warm bodies? Global warming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's why mm -hmm. the bodies are still warm. Mm -hmm. You know, the humans in warm bodies, carbon neutral. <laughs> the funny thing about this bit is it's accurate. And that's <laughs> scary. You're coming around. Thanos could have used zombies. Just saying. I think Mikey's idea of what he would do with the Infinity Gauntlet was my favorite. Where if he snaps, one half of the world eats the other half eats of the world. Eats the other half. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that that was a very funny thing Mikey said on a previous episode. I think it was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. It's the other feed. Yeah. Oh, that's right. We're doing this for Romancing the Pod, not horror. <laughs> yeah, version. this is a Romancing the I'm, Pod I'm, movie I'm, I'm with zombies. <laughs> We should just drop this into the Horror Virgin feed and be like, enjoy just it. like for fun. Yeah. Extra. I bought this movie because it was a dollar more than renting Mikey, it. I bought this movie too. It was $3.99 to rent or $4.99 to own. And I was like, I'll own this. Thank you so much, Amazon. So this is where he also explains that if you eat the brains, you get the memories. Yeah. 
which is kind of our, our first introduction. The way that this movie handles exposition is actually pretty great because it doesn't really distract from the you know the movie at large as we're watching it, but also his internal monologue makes sense given who he is as a character. So I think it's a really good way to do it. Yeah, I think it's great too. I mean, it really sort of clues you into like the zombie culture and like what's going on very, very quickly in a way that is like charming. And I'm here for that. Yeah. Yeah. So he eats his brain and we find out that they were high school sweethearts, but they grew up after the apocalypse. So like the apocalypse happened when they were young. So we see things like them in school. We see soldiers outside the school, which was very kind of dark. We see fireworks as as brains franco was a child <laughs> i love brains franco we have to call him that the rest of the movie brains <laughs> yeah, franco, brains yeah. franco. we only see him through bra- brain backs like flashbacks yeah. that involve him eating brains yeah yeah and we have cuts of conversations with, with him and julie where they talk about missing airplanes and you know the world is messed up but they still kind of love each other and it does seem like at one point she and brains franco had a good thing going on, but then trauma changed him. As it does. It does. Yep. It absolutely does. Yeah. The therapist got eat first because they have no skills to survive a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Should have learned how to make cheese with me, bruh. I don't think it's just cheese that's going to save you from the apocalypse. But Oh, you say that, that, but then attitude. the apocalypse yeah. comes and you don't have any cheese. Who's laughing now? Have you seen my kitchen? It's in like prime production mode right now. I bet it is. Those pictures scare me. Blaine texted me and he was like, this is a commercial kitchen and you cannot tell me otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) But he's right. I am ready for Thanksgiving. I'm ready to make so much pie crust. I just bought eight cans of pumpkin. You can't fucking touch me, fools. Fall is in full effect. Anyway. Nice. He comes out of the flashback with Brains Franco and he kind of moves towards Julie and she throws a knife, which just sticks directly into him. And he's like, oh, I do love how he does like groan like a zombie, but it's, it is it is for like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Nicholas Holt. Great at being a zombie in this movie. Dude, He's so good. And it's not just like it's it's a, his whole physicality. Yes. yes. He commits to the zombie bit so hard. I love it. And he like subtly gets more humorous human as the movie yes. goes yeah and that changes subtly the way he walks and the way he says yeah. words and stuff like that uh-huh. it's so good yeah he crushes yeah it. i feel like i might have to put the grate on after this oh. where was the academy for this movie where were the fucking emmys for the great that's what i'm saying the great's amazing the great is amazing i, I would be surprised if it didn't get nominated for things it did get nominated it just lost it, yeah. it's lost like a couple years in a row and it bums me out uh anyway so he grabs a snow globe that's on the counter. And he approaches her and says her name because he's learned it from Brain Franco's memories. And he puts some of his zombie blood on her, which I imagine would smell gross. Uh, but it means that the other zombies can't smell her. So they don't realize that she's still alive. And he says, safe, come. And so he brings her with him, with his group. Now, Nora, tucked under the table, survives and is able to get away. Yeah, She's like, Bye. Yeah. I do love that, like, in order for her to be able to sneak away with R, he has to, like, face waterfall some, like, old blood on her face. (laughs) My face. Yeah. (laughs) On your face. Yeah. And then that, like, covers all of her human smell, which I thought was wild. Like, how bad 
does his like blood smell that he could smear a little bit like he's the monkey at the beginning of Lion King christening uh, Mufasa. Yes, Rafiki. Rafiki yeah, yeah, yeah. is a baboon. Yes. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A baboon. Ooh, it, it brought me back to a really terrible story that I'm going to tell you now. Fantastic. When I worked at Sir Latab uh, for a while, because the building was 100 years old, uh, we had a rat problem and we had to get rid of the rats like ASAP, right? Sure. So uh, we had hired Terminix and we had like a Terminix guy who would come in and not only set traps or whatever, but teach us about it so that we could continue to check and dispose and whatever, which gross. I didn't get paid enough for that. (laughs) Not remotely. But one of the things he said one morning when he came in to check our traps and found a couple dead rats, he was like, ooh, rat juice. And I was like, oh, God, like I had breakfast this morning and that was a mistake. And he was like, yeah, so rats can smell dead rats better than anything else really yes he was like this is the best possible bait for more rats is dead rat what like just the blood and whatever and i was like what the fuck and he was like yeah i'm gonna mix it with some peanut butter and i was like "Oh, oh god so what you're saying is rats are doing their part within the rat worlds to stop global warming as well yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Rats are they're carbon neutral. Really great environmentalists. Yeah. But essentially, why I bring it up here is something for for many animals. The smell of dead animal is overpowering, and it's something they can smell better than anything else. Okay. I, well, I guess it sort go. of makes sense, like evolutionarily. Yeah. Same for us too. If you've ever smelled a dead body, oh, it is bad. It, it is bad. Is... I've gone into quite a few cadaver labs because of what I do for my day job, and they all have a smell to them. Mm. I have now found fresh bodies. It's been yeah, no fresh bodies smell yeah way worse. Ugh, yeah, it's, yeah. <sighs> Seeing one in the wild is interesting. <sighs> and like dead animals smell bad too. Like especially a dead animal that's been like sitting for a couple days. That like decay. It's like the decay, decay smell. The decay is just, smell. Oh, I would assume that bigger corpses smell like dead humans. Humans are just so large that they smell yes. yeah, very yeah, yeah. bad. They smell like a skunk, really bad. A dead skunk or a dead raccoon smells, but a dead person is like ten times bigger than a raccoon. It's bad. Anyway, they go home to the airport. Uh, the TSA guy wands her through, which is very funny to me. And he puts her onto his plane apartment where he sets the snow globe down because that's his new trophy. Yeah. And he sits across from her and tries to like smooth his hair kind of. But he motions to her that he won't eat her. He's like, not eat, keep you safe. Yeah. And he goes outside the plane, closes the door behind him and goes and sits in the car. And he's like, I think she needs her space. Yeah. I think that was very funny. He's like, I mean, I just, her boyfriend just died and, you know, I zombie napped her. So like she needs some time to like let this all sink in. Process. Yeah. And he has this gives him a chance to eat more of her boyfriend's brains. Yes. And he's like, I know this is an unorthodox way to get to know her, but and so he kind of relives a lot of, you know, the conversations with John Malkovich and how they go through this secret entrance uh, and they go to try and find brains franco's dad only to find out that he is dead but this is where we we reveal that stadium subway path to get in and out yeah and this is where he learns about it that he uses later right and he just says he's like no wonder she's so afraid of me i need to try a different approach don't be creepy (laughs) and he goes back to the plane and she has a knife and she's like what are you doing and he opens a luggage compartment and gives her a blanket, yeah, which is very sweet. Aww. It is very sweet. 
And he doesn't even try and take the knife away from her. He's just like, no. you can keep the knife. That's fine. You can keep the knife. Well, it's not going to do her any good unless she gets him like square in the brain. Yeah, she would have to stab him like Ghostface stabbed uh, that cop in Scream 4 to kill him. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, but she's like, why did you save me? And he just says, don't cry. And he puts on music and he says, I'll keep you safe. Yeah. And she says, what are you? Uh, and he kind of lies back and his heart starts beating. So it is like awoken something inside of him. And he yeah. starts to look a little like as the movie goes, he starts to get a little more color back to his face. He looks a little less zombie-ish, a little more human. Uh, she wakes up the next morning and he's staring at her, but he does have a little more color to his face. He does. Yeah. And he can now talk a little bit better and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And she says, I'm hungry. Please just let me go. And he says, not safe. And she's like, well, can you go get me some food? And he's like, okay. So he goes out. And as he does, she tries to escape, but there's zombies everywhere because they can smell her. Yeah. So he rubs goop on her face again and just says, don't run. Come be safe. Be dead. And basically. Oh, fuck. I love this so much. Instructs her on how to like be a zombie and she oversells it well he doesn't instruct her yeah he just says be dead and then she starts like walking crazily and he's like okay that's too much like you're it's too much and and he says it just it's too much like (laughs) like not even he kind of breaks zombie for a second to be like it's too much like we're dead right right but we could even tell that right exactly exactly I do love that they included that in the movie because that actually wasn't scripted. He was just like in the scene giving her direction. He was like, that's too much. And they were like, you know what? That's hilarious. We're keeping it. He's like, I've been acting as a child. I know I'm 27 now, but I've been acting for 20 years already. So uh, you can trust my judgment. Yeah, that's too much. Yeah. So we get back to the plane. He finds her a Corona from the from the airplane's like beverage compartment, which is very funny. Uh, And she says, I can't remember the last time I had a beer. Thank you, Mr. Zombie. And he just says, my name is. And she's like, what is your name? Like, you're talking. You have a name. Yeah. And he's like, R. And then his inner monologue is, this date's not going well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But this is where she starts to guess, like Robert Richard Randy. And he's like, I don't know. I'll just R. And and she's like, okay, well, that's your name. Uh, She's like, I want to go home. And he says, it's not safe. And she's like, I get that. But you walked me in. You can walk me out. And he says, you'll have to wait. Yeah. They'll notice. And this is just him buying time. It is. Because he 100% could face waterfall, some blood back on her and walk her out. Yeah. I think there was a reason in the books like it was raining and the bonies can be out in the rain and the clouds or something. That makes sense because they're afraid of the sun or don't like the sun. Right. right? If it's like overcast. That. Yeah. Yeah. When it's overcast, they play baseball. <laughs> <laughs> I actually heard that the bonies don't hate the sun. Their skin just shines like diamonds when in the sun. <laughs> yeah, so like yeah, yeah, they yeah. just stand out so much more in the sunlight. So they just stayed in during the day. Yeah. Yeah. And the thunderclaps hide the sound of them playing really, really loud <laughs> games of baseball. Oh, wow. Those movies are terrible. Oh, God. We got to do another one. I, I agree. Yeah. Anyway. So he's like a, a few days. They'll forget. Um, and she just says, are there others like you? I've never heard a corpse talk before apart yeah. from the groaning. And he's just kind of like shrugs. And she's like, well, a few days, like what basically what's there to do around here? So they drive that Beamer around, which would definitely like draw a crowd like, right. Yeah. I mean, more than just the two kids we see watch them driving around the BMW convertible. Yeah. I also was like, has this not been driven in years? Like how long has this 
BMW been sitting with gas in it? Oh, it would have had it would have deteriorated the engine. Like, there's no way that car would actually work. <laughs> right. But I sort of love the car. Like, it's fun, and I like that he gets his turn to like drive it, and he's <laughs> and terrible. Then he's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's a cool scene. <laughs> so it funny. is. It's fun. But this is one of those zombie movies where, like, if you think about it logically, it's it falls apart immediately. But I still sort of love. Oh, it. like every zombie movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, he did eat her best friend. Well, her boyfriend, Mikey. So uh, they park it back in the garage, but he kind of crashes it as they park. And I do love that the car just says, recalculating. Yeah. (laughs) As if they had GPS on. But they go back into the plane and he shows her his vinyl collection, which the soundtrack to this movie is great. It really is. I love the music in this. They really made some good choices of stuff that was like vintage, but not the stereotypical songs that you get when people pick vintage songs. Yeah. Yes. But still great. And they're songs you would recognize. Like it's yeah. not like music from the era you don't know. He's got good taste. He yeah, does. he does have good taste. Yeah. But this is where he's like, I collect things. And she says, well, there's an awesome record store in Maine and Ivy. You would love it. Which means currently within the like compound, there's a record store that he would like, which I thought was really interesting. Yeah. He shows her like vintage. I, I want to call it vintage 3D, but that's not quite right. But it's it's these glasses that allow you to see depth of field with these kind of old drawings. Oh, yeah. They're like yeah. vintage in like 1880. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very, very cool though. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. They play that hand slapping game and he's terrible at it because he can't move his hands fast what? enough. I love that. Well, it's it, just in the montage so it's pretty quick where they keep going back to it and he just like has no reflexes and then she just like gives up. She's like, this is, you're terrible at this and he's like, I know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we cut to her reading a book, them listening to music, and outside the plane, Rob Corddry is watching. Yeah. So she says, can I ask you something? My boyfriend died back there. Will he come back as one of you? And he says, <laughs> no, <laughs> because he's he's eaten all of brains, Franco's brains. Yeah, like you can't come back if you have no brain and his brains are in my pocket. So <laughs> right, no. and in my belly. Uh, so she's like, well, that's good, I guess. Uh, Wait, because- <laughs> Zombies have to poop, right? That's my thing. Those pants are disgusting. Uh, apparently, no. Uh, according to most zombie lore, zombies don't poop. Uh, disagree, because zombies eat. Whether they're eating brains or not, they have to eat. And they're eating meat. They absorb every nutrient. No, zombies are not 100% efficient. Every nutrient. No. When I was dieting really heavily... I pooped once every four or five days. Mikey, Mikey, I am so concerned about your body. Yeah, the fact that you don't <laughs> fart and you only poop like a couple days. No, 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 like- no. I poop very regularly now. But when I was eating like only like very low calorie and like healthy, there's like a adjustment period. And then if you're like using all of your nutrients and you do not poop as much. Okay, so vegans reach out to us and tell us how often you poop because I do think oh zombies God. would poop. I think vegans poop on a regular schedule yeah, from what I understand poop. of all my right? vegan friends. But like you would have to still expel the waste. But like training for a marathon. I have run marathons and trained for marathons. I still pooped like zombies would have to poop. Yeah. Yeah. But some creatures only poop like once every six. Like they're not human. Humans poop a lot. But digestive tracts can be very slow. Mikey. According to a lot of health articles that I just Googled, as a general rule, you actually poop more when you eat healthy. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, you, you keep, do. You're regular, right? Yeah, because it, ke- yeah. it keeps you regular, so you are pooping more. Uh, but most new diets, especially ones that avoid carbohydrates, usually also lack fiber, which will make people constipated. Yeah. So it's not great to not poop 
But but like bears hibernate and they don't poop during hibernation. They also don't eat during hibernation. Exactly. Well, Their body is living off those stored amounts. Yeah. So like if you're on the TV show Alive and you haven't eaten for like five days, you're not going to need to poop because you haven't eaten. But zombies eat. So zombies would have to poop. And I think we need a movie brave enough to show a zombie pooping. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't it just be blood? No, they eat meat. Yeah, I guess. You don't poop blood when you eat meat. I've pooped some blood in my day. <laughs> but that's not because you ate meat, Paige. No, it was because I was on weird medication. <laughs> a zombie's digestive tract is completely dormant, so it would just continue to like decompose inside the zombie. Or it would just slide right through them and zombies would have constant diarrhea. No, because you have there's parts that need to open for things to get through. Oh, yeah, I guess. But then wouldn't they just explode as those pieces filled? Yes, they would. But I guess zombies aren't necessarily, well... They don't eat regularly. Yeah, that that's my thing is, like, how often are they actually eating? But then, like, zombies in, like, the first day of the zombie apocalypse, it's, like, a free-for-all, like, all-you-can-eat buffet. Well, those are the smelliest, messy ones, yeah. So those ones must poop. Hashtag all zombies poop, guys. I don't think so. I'm Googling this. Do zombies poop? Okay, so Walking Dead says no. Uh, A couple other zombie things say no. Romero zombies also say no. But I feel like there's not a good answer for what then happens to the people they bite and eat. Yeah, I mean, I understand that, like, people who have created zombie stuff say that zombies don't poop, but they are wrong. If you eat something, it has to come out of you or you'll explode. Like, I've seen seven I know what happens when Professor Boyardi comes after <laughs> right. you and it fills you full of food. If you don't have enough time to expel some of it, you're going to explode it. Yeah. I see the responses that Google has from people who write zombie things. I don't think they are sufficient. We're going to leave this up to you, listeners. Please. Uh... You can leave it up to me. They have to poop, Mikey. I'm not leaving anything up to you. <laughs> Except editing. Except production of the podcast. You yeah. leave up to me. Yeah, That's where you specialize in. We're going to let the <laughs> listeners. Mikey's the one that thought that vegans pooped cold. So like they do. Oh my god, Mikey, they don't poop cold. They still have body temperatures. Vegans aren't dead. Vegans are a different type of zombies. They eat grains. <laughs> Paige, exactly. If they if vegans pooped, how would they have so much time telling everyone they're vegan? They're quick poops. They actually are because they eat a lot of fiber. They have very easy evacuations, as they say. Easy poops. Yeah. Anyway, she basically says that something happened to her boyfriend after her his dad died and he really struggled with it emotionally. Yeah. And she said, in my world, people die all the time. So it's not that I'm not sad, but I've been preparing for this day for a long time. And he puts on a song and kind of touches his hand to his heart and then to hers. And she says, what are you? And then goes to sleep. And he basically, we cut to him in the cockpit of the plane. And he's like, it must be nice to sleep. I wish I could. But instead, he eats more brains. And so he sees Dave Franco basically joining the zombie army, etc. And wakes up, per se, after the brains, to find that she's gone. And she is outside in the garage defending herself against the others with a weed whacker. Yeah. And he gets there and kind of saves her. He kind of knocks everybody out. He doesn't kill anybody, but just kind of knocks them back. Well, they're already dead. Yeah. And she says, well, it's been a few days. I have to go home. And he's like, we should stay together. It's safe. And as the zombies around them are recovering, Rob Corddry's like, what? It, like, what is happening? And he's like, this is Julie. She's living. And he just says, eat. Like, eat her. Yeah. Like, what are we doing? Like, we're supposed to eat them. That's our job. Yep. But, and he refuses to, and a bony comes up upon 
upon them. They're kind of surrounded. They run. The bony chases them. They turn and there's three now. Um, and as they're running from the bonies, who should show up in a luggage cart to run over the bonies but Rob Corddry, who basically has had kind of a revelation of like, no, I want to help her. I'll help you too. It's okay. It's his friend. Yeah. It's his friend. Yeah. So they go to the garage with the car and there's a whole group and they, Julie and R hold hands and the group lets them through. So it's almost like there's something about seeing human interactions between them that starts to kind of change all of them. Yeah, I really like it. So they drive away through the rain, but it's freezing and they have to pull over. So they pull over into one of the last neighborhoods to evacuate thinking that maybe they will have food. They break into a house and he takes trinkets. She finds a Polaroid camera and takes his picture. He takes her picture and they eat some food. And she basically says like, I'm exhausted. I'm going to go to bed because the bed's not too gross. Um, you could sleep in there if you want on the floor. Like these houses creep me out. Yeah. Which I get like, yeah. I would be a little creeped out to walk around these houses too. Yep. Uh, meanwhile, back at the airport, Rob Cordry stops to look at some art in the airport, like an airport art installation. And it has people holding hands and in the reflection, he kind of remembers holding hands with what is probably his wife. Yeah. And you see the color starts to come back to his face a little bit. And he turns to a zombie next to him and says, do you feel it? Yeah. And the zombie nods. And then there's a whole group of them kind of looking at that photo. And we see as all of their hearts start beating. And now the bonies can smell them. Yeah. Yeah. And the bonies get mad. Yep. Why are you not reorganizing this show? Right? Yeah. They do sort of attack <laughs> it like a middle manager would attack like a subordinate not, you know, doing what they're supposed to. Because they don't kill them necessarily. They just like get in their face and yell at them. Time to lean. Time to clean. Exactly. The meanest thing to say to people. I know. I hate, I don't know. Retail jobs suck. Yeah. Meanwhile, back of the house, they look outside and her dad's troops are coming through the neighborhood and they're looking for her. And she basically turns to R and says, he would have just killed you, just shot you in the head and yeah. you'd be gone. So he's on the floor and she's like, I'm going to take off my clothes so they can dry. And he's like, holy shit. And she's like, don't look. And he's like, okay, but still definitely. Look. Yeah. He does until she takes like her pants off. Then he looks away. But yeah, he is like just staring yeah. her down. And there are so many times when he's still like more a zombie. Like when she's eating, yeah. he's just like staring at her and it makes her very yeah. uncomfortable. Yeah, it's very funny. It's more credit to the performance of Nicholas Holt. Exactly. He's so, he's so good. <laughs> so uh, she climbs back into bed and she's kind of asking him, like, do you have to eat people or you'll die? And he's like, yeah. And she's like, but you didn't eat me. Like, you rescued me. And, and she's like, I see you trying. I see you trying harder than a lot of people try. All right. I need to interrupt. I need to interrupt. I also have a question. <laughs> okay. Okay. If Dave Franco had been Nicholas Holt's type, would he still be alive? Yes. <laughs> If you were with an ex-zombie, would you ever let them go down on you? Yes. I'm going to say no. Well, how far X are we talking? Are we talking like the end of the movie <laughs> Nicholas Holt? Or are we talking like this point in the movie Nicholas Holt? Both. End of the movie, I'd let it happen. Hell yeah. Uh, This point in the movie, no. Because he's probably going to get a taste for it. <laughs> <laughs> but don't you want him to get a taste for it, Paige? I mean, not if he's going to... Bite me. Um, wait, if brains let you see memories, what does eating pussy let you do? It lets you go on a weekend guy's trip. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay, good to know. I'm going to say no because that's just always going to be there. You know, once the trust is broken and you watch your ex eat someone completely, I don't know if I can put my penis in their mouth. I mean, this is like when we talked about the, what was that movie? The 
the mountain between us where I asked Jake what would upset him more if, if I had been stranded, if I had murdered and eaten someone or if I had cheated on him. And he was like, it's definitely the eating a person. And I was like, what if the cheating was with Idris Elba? And he was like, good for you. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess there are others that feel the same. And I don't think dick meat's good eaten. You got that one huge vein in there? Like, I get it. Yeah, you wouldn't want <laughs> yes. that. Yeah. yeah, like, I don't know that it really cooks up all that great. You would just remove the vein like that part of the shrimp you get rid of. <laughs> oh, God. I mean, that's a good point, Mikey. You could probably de-vein the dick. <laughs> all shrimp, jumbo or small. <laughs> that giggle, Mikey. What a- oh, my God. <laughs> Have a little trail of poop going down them, and they remove it for your pleasure. You could do that if you were a zombie eating dicks, I guess. <laughs> are dicks the shrimps of the zombie world? I think they are. Or the brats. It really depends on how the person is. It's, it also depends on how it's prepared. So it depends on the size well, and the preparation. Yeah. And if that if that if that person is a shower or a grower. Right, right. <laughs> you don't want too much blood in it. It'll make the meat tough. And, oh. This is this is like I I listened to our Scream Four episode uh, last night, which hasn't as of this recording has not dropped. Yet. Unless you're on Patreon, I doubt if you're on Patreon, but yeah. And you guys reduced me to like like church giggles talking about Henry Cavill's giant tongue. <laughs> so this is two episodes in a row for me of laughing about dicks too much. Yeah, it was hilarious. That whole bit was hilarious. <laughs> I loved it. I really want Henry Cavill to get at me. I will write that script for you, Henry. I I, I don't think, think he needs that. you. I. I think he's got enough work. I don't think he wants to monetize theories about his dick. My brother's friend listens to the podcast. Shout out to Thomas. Hello. Hey, Thomas. Hey, how Thomas. you doing? My brother gets annoyed he listens, so it's great. But he was like, <laughs> I listened to that episode about the Halloween costume. <laughs> he's like, I don't know how I feel about that. The vitamin water episode. And I was like, I mm. also don't know how to feel about that. I bet Thomas is into it, though, Mikey. Did you show him the picture? No, I should. We were out, out in public. Like, we were walking from art exhibit to art exhibit and i didn't have time to scroll through the i don't have it under my favorites i guess i should <laughs> i know a lot of listeners who would have it under their favorites that's for sure oh, man. dude you gotta make that just for like a day make that the front like picture on your twitter <laughs> or not twitter your tinder like and just oh, see oh, what God. happens we just gotta see what happens. It's gonna what always happens to everyone I talk to on Twitter. Disappointment. They're gonna be disappointed. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, this is where he admits to her that he ate brains Franco. Yeah. And like I do love that, that he he does own it. He owns it. He admits to it of his own free will. He doesn't wait for somebody to catch him. He just tells her because he feels like she has a right to know. And she's like, I figured. Yeah, she's like, yeah, I kind of, I, I hoped you didn't, but like, you know. Yeah, so like, I guess I already knew that, but yeah. yeah. Would you date someone who murdered your ex if you like really didn't like your ex? And it was like justifiable. If I really didn't like my ex, yeah. I do think it would be hard if I was like deeply in love with my ex and they murdered them. Like it would be hard to get over that. Yeah. Yeah. Even if they were only eating them because they care a lot about our current global warming situation. Yeah. Right. They just, They're very you know, passionate. they care yeah. about the planet. They super glued their hands on a, in a art museum. <laughs> to a corpse. Yeah. <laughs> they threw brains at a Van Gogh. It's real strange. Uh, <laughs> starry, starry night, because that's when the zombies come out. At least the bonies, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or no, the one where he, he doesn't have an ear because they're like, yes. Missing body parts is our jam. Um, <laughs> anyway, we cut to him dreaming. Oh, wait, can I say something about that? Yeah. I understand that like Van Gogh cut off his ear and sent it to like his, like someone he loved, right? 
Mm-hmm. Which was supposed to be romantic But to me that's like Will you please shut up If you don't shut up I'm gonna cut off my other ear Like I don't want to <laughs> hear you anymore No 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 I think it's the opposite of I am listening Look how much I'm listening You, you can hold my ear all day <laughs> Okay Yeah that definitely could be it too Mikey You're right Either way I just don't read it as romantic I guess that That's not exactly what happened uh, Okay So Vincent Van Gogh cut off his left ear Part of a fight with Paul Gauguin and he'd been work. They'd been working together for a while. Some people theorize maybe they were lovers. It's a whole thing. But Van Gogh was mentally ill and yeah. started to hallucinate and would lose consciousness for periods of times. And during one of those times when he was blacked out, he used the knife. Now it could also be possible that some of the chemicals they were using to paint with at the time were very toxic and uh, that could have contributed as well. Had like lead in it or something like that and that sort yeah, of... Or yeah, or just like way too much turpentine. Yeah, okay. That sort of makes sense actually. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so they do think that it was in a fit of mania uh, after a fight with uh, Gauguin, but then he did give it to a, a sex worker named Rachel as a token of affection. But by then he was heavy into his hallucinations and mania okay so all right there you go yeah imagine i'm just waiting for a podvant guard episode on it that i assume i will get a lot more information hell yeah that's a good idea so anyway he dreams of julie and her friends uh and brains franco is kind of a dick in the dream uh, and he's like, are you actually dreaming right now? Corpses don't dream. Yeah. I think that's his internal monologue uh, masquerading as Brains Franco. Yeah. All of this is coming from like yeah. R's head, right? So it's not, he's not really a dick in the movie. I mean, he is sort of a dick yeah. to her. I mean, I don't know. It is. I could see to it him. anyway. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Brains Franco, whatever. Yeah. Uh, but he's like, in, in the dream, he's like, you and me, we could be together. And he's like, bro, you ate her ex. Yeah. <laughs> like, but I mean. You know, whatever. So he wakes up. She's gone. He runs outside and she left him the Polaroids that they took together. Yeah. But she has returned to the walled city. I've had many women leave me and only leave me the Polaroids we took together. Oh, oh, Mikey. Yeah. I mean, everyone has, I think, on some level. I mean, that's a lot of dedication. You got to get that film because like Polaroid film, you got to like find the right kind. It's like a whole thing. True. And then you got to shake him. That's an arm workout. <laughs> I've been working out this arm. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, so she left in the Polaroids and he says so much for dreaming and starts walking back. And he's like, I should have just been happy with what I had. You know, not feeling means I wouldn't have to feel like this. But the fact that he is feeling means that he is turning back into a human. Essentially, yeah. she's driving, um, but runs out of gas. So she has to walk the rest of the way. But she does make it to the wall where they have to check to see if she's infected. She's not. She basically tells her dad, like, I was holed up in a house. I escaped. She doesn't tell him about R. Yeah. She basically leaves him out of it. Which you think this would be like a big deal to these people. Maybe. I guess. I think in her mind, she's doing it to keep him safe. Yeah. But I mean, like, like even when the dad knows later on, he's like, well, I'm going to shoot you anyway. I'm like, a talking zombie is kind of different. Like, we should probably figure out what's up. I mean, I think that was more of a, a heteronormative dad thing like you know those real troubling t-shirts that are like if you try to date my daughter i'll clean my shotgun on your lawn like that kind of thing yeah that really like toxic male relationship guy yes. yeah who has a daughter yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's pretty gross. Mm-hmm. But in the dad's defense, most guys are pretty terrible. I mean. Also true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If we learn anything from Brains Franco, it's that guys can right. are sometimes not the best. Mm-hmm. So we cut back to Nicholas Holt, who's like, I'm just going to go home and blend in and not think so much, but I'm cold and I don't get cold. Like, what's happening? And he runs into Rob Corddry's group where they first they shake hands, then they hug. Yeah, I thought that was super sweet. It was very sweet. And. At this point, Rob Cordry is like, the bonies chased us out. We came to find you. We're all changing. We all saw pictures last night. And he's like, dreams. We're all dreaming. And he just goes, memories. My mom, summertime, cream of wheat. It's <laughs> just like, why are you dreaming about cream of wheat? That's Todd's dream. Actually, I'm a cream of rice guy. I don't really love cream of wheat. Cream of rice is like, mm, so good. God, you eat the worst Butter, things. Butter, cheese. The things that you mm. choose to actually eat are so troubling. They're good, man. I had some Christmas last night. I'm not even joking. No. That combination of corn and rice. Ugh. I rebuke it. It's so good. Mm-mm. Anyway, they're all changing. And so he's like, I have to tell her that we're all changing. Like, this changes things. Maybe I've got a chance. And the, all the zombies are like, Ugh. and Rob Cordry is just like, they said, fuck yeah. This is the scene where Nicholas Holt sort of explains the whole, like, she left me. They kind of yeah. broke up. And, yeah. And that's when he goes, bitches, man. I thought that was so <laughs> funny. But yeah, he does like, I have to go warn her that the bonies are after her. Will you help me? And that's when, like, you hear all the zombies like, and then Rob Cordry is like, they said, fuck yeah, man. It's good jokes. That's yeah. good jokes. In this. Rob Cordry is great in this movie. and does not get enough credit for it. It makes me want to see him in more serious roles. I would love to see him do more serious stuff. Yeah. Anyway, so we cut to he leads them back to the stadium with the subway entrance that he saw in James Brains Franco's Dave Franco, a.k.a. Brains Franco's <laughs> dreams. Yeah. So it's like that um, hidden back way into the human encampment, right? Or the human city. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he does make it in, but this is the first time where he has to act human, yeah. which is so, so funny. He puts his hoodie up and he's yeah. like trying to walk up straight. Trying stuff. to walk yeah, straight. It's, it's so great. funny. Uh, and he does see his reflection and he does kind of look more normal yeah. a little bit. Like he's starting to look more human. And we cut to Julie in her dad's mansion talking to Nora. And Julie is like, Corpse is just a name we came up with. Like, he is not dead necessarily. Like, he's still in there. And don't freak out, but I miss him. Like, I really miss him. Yeah. And Nora's like, so you're attracted to him? Could he be your boyfriend? Like, I know it's really hard to meet guys right now when you miss <laughs> Perry. Uh, I wish the internet was still working and we would find out what's wrong with you. Um, but Juliet goes, or Julie goes on her balcony. It's very Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. And he's down there trying to talk to her. And Nora hears him. And she basically is like, that's him. So they let him up. And he hugs her and she says, you feel warmer than I remember, uh, which is, again, signs that he's changing. Yeah, I have a fever and the only cure is more P word. <laughs> <laughs> Pituitary gland from the brain. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. No, I, I don't think it's that. If I know anything about Mike yet, that he loves pizza. Pierogies, pizza. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I <laughs> honestly do both. love both of those Both things. of those are delicious. Yeah. Those things never let me down. There you go. <laughs> Oh, oh, you're saying P-words sometimes let you down, Mikey? I'm just saying, like, you know, the pizza box doesn't, like, hurt my feelings <laughs> two months afterwards. You know what I'm saying? A pizza box wouldn't ghost you, Mikey. It doesn't leave you to be by yourself forever <laughs> after using you up for everything you have. Every pizza box eventually lets you down. 
Wow, that is such a dark reading on pizza. Pierogies, though, way cool. <laughs> I actually, I've had both good and bad pierogies. For work, we went to uh, a Polish restaurant for like a leadership dinner and they were amazing. But there's a Polish place by our house that is not as good. So sometimes pierogies let you down too. I don't think we're talking about the same thing, Paige. I mean, we are. And I've been let down by that sometimes. Yeah. Pizza's never promised me a future and then ripped my heart out and <laughs> stomped on it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I guess that's fair. I mean, pizza is the safer thing to get in involved with relationship-wise. You mean real pizza at that point, right? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're going to see, like, Mikey update his relationship status on Facebook to dating pizza. Dating pizza would be... I'm sure that there's some sort of weird reality show where somebody is like, I date pizza. Maybe. If you're dating a pizza, would you reach out to us so we can interview you on We're the podcast? We're looking to interview you. Yeah. For your own podcast on our new podcast network, Weird Jokes That Don't Stop. <laughs> anyway, so... They decide that they're going to give him a makeover so that they can try and talk to her dad about him being essentially a changing zombie. Yeah. And so we get a fun little makeover montage uh, with an iPod that has a click wheel. <laughs> I haven't seen one of those in a hot second. I know, right? Like that was 2013 iPods. Honestly, kind of miss the click wheel. I enjoyed the click wheel. Yeah. I was pretty good at it with my thumb. I really did like the way those things felt in your hand, yes. like when you were spinning yeah. through your songs and stuff. It did have a very satisfying feel to it. Yes, mm -hmm. it did. And, and it's not the same as scrolling on just a flat glass. Anyway. Agree. So they go to see her dad and he's on high alert because they have noticed the collection of both zombies and bonies just outside the perimeter and they're worried that they're going to be attacked. Yeah. So... At this point, she's like, well, then I definitely have to tell you this. The zombies are healing. The bonies are after us, but the group of zombies is here to help us. And he doesn't believe her. Well, she presents no evidence and sounds like a conspiracy theorist. I mean, yeah, right. I wouldn't necessarily believe her either because of what Mikey just said. Like, yeah, he has seen zombies eat people. She's provided no actual evidence, just, you know, a bunch of conjecture. Right. So, like, I understand why he doesn't believe her at first. Yeah. And, and R tries to kind of step in, but he he stammers because he's nervous because, you know, John Malkovich is terrifying. Yeah, sure. But he doesn't believe them. He's going to shoot them. But Nora steps in and threatens to shoot him first which gives them a chance to get away. Yeah. When they do that and like they get away, it's so funny to see like John Malkovich, like you're not really going to shoot me. And she's like, yes, I will totally shoot you. Yep. So they make a run for it. They run into bonies. The group with Rob Corddry is now huge. Yeah. And they're going to kind of become the army against the bonies. So they run past them uh, and they are still fighting off a, a couple of bonies between them because they do have a gun. But the bonies drop in through the ceiling over Rob Corddry's group and it's an all out war yeah, essentially yeah. i do like that the group of zombies see r and julie and they let them run through and they are there just to like stop the bonies from running after them some do get through like when we see them running through the stadium mm -hmm. you see like julie shooting some of them as they're getting chased yeah. by them so they're they're not like out of danger but i like that like the rob corddry pack of zombies like help I like the quick cuts of them helping the other soldiers and stuff too. Yeah, like, me do, too. Because then the soldiers arrive and they're like, who do we shoot? Yeah. And then Rob Cordry throws a bony at them and goes, that asshole. Yep. <laughs> Which I thought was hilarious. And then, so then they kind of join with the zombies. And as they pass Rob Cordry, he's just like, hi, hey, 
Hi. Hi. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> to me, it was, he was having that internal monologue that we saw R have earlier where he was like, don't be creepy. Pretend to be human. Don't <laughs> be, be creepy. Be creepy. Pretend, pretend, to, be pretend to be human. And, and so he's just like, hi. Hello. Hello. Hi. 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 And they're like not even paying attention. They're running past him to kill the bonies. I thought that was so funny. Very funny. So as Julie and R are running, they run out a door into which kind of opens up into like a courtyard that has a fountain below but it is the sunlight and the bonies won't follow them yeah so it's kind of the end of the line basically the bonies won't follow them out because it's five stories up or whatever because well and it's it's five stories up so it's too far for them to fall so R kind of wraps his armor arms around her and just says i'll keep you safe and they jump out of the window he cushions her fall into the pond and she swims to the surface well and he hits his head and back pretty hard on the bottom of that little like water feature they fall into which made me wonder if it was one of those things where it's like you you hit your head and you have amnesia so we got to hit your head again to bring your memories back (laughs) i was like does him dying again make him undead like how did what falling eight stories into a water feature and hitting your head is exactly like getting kicked by a mule so you can remember again Uh yeah 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 yeah. fall down a well Mm -hmm. eyes crossed (laughs) kicked by a mule So she swims up and then notices that he doesn't. So she pulls him up. Yeah. And he kind of wakes up and he looks like regular Nicholas Holt at that point. Yeah. Like Nicholas Hottie Holtz. Yeah. Nicholas Hottie Holt. Uh, His eyes undilate. Yeah. Well, and they they also turn his full shade of blue, which is pretty great. He's got Mm -hmm. gorgeous eyes. He does. Yeah. Oof. Ooh, yeah. Uh, but they kiss, and it it's fully human Nicholas Holt, so I'm very excited. Good for her. Oh, yeah, like 100%. And then John Malkovich responds to this in a very funny way. He shoots him in the shoulder. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but that means he bleeds. He's bleeding, so that means that he's alive. Yeah, that he's turned back <laughs> into a human from a zombie, yes, yeah. Right, and he's like, does it hurt? And he's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it does. And I like, well, when they're driving back, John Malkovich goes, are you still bleeding? And he's like, yeah. And he goes, good. Yeah. (laughs) Which I thought was funny because you might be asking because you wanted to hurt the person who was making out with your daughter or you want to make sure that he's still human and not turning back into zombie. So, like, I got why he asked, but I thought it was funny. Yeah. Well, and he basically tells everyone, lower your guns. The situation's changed. Yeah. And so they (laughs) drive back and then we get more voiceover where he's like, I'd like to tell you that we were able to, like, you know, bring everyone back, but the bonies are too far gone. So we just straight up killed them. (laughs) Don't even worry about it. And the ones we didn't kill just wasted away. And we all kind of learned how to live again. And you watch as the other zombies kind of turn back into humans. Yeah. Yeah. And you see Nora as like a nurse in the hospital and they're like Mm -hmm. checking pulses or whatever. Like, and that's what they said they wanted to do earlier in the movie when asked. Right. So I thought it was cool that they were doing that. And you also see like Rob Cordry like trying to open an umbrella and that lady comes over to help. But he can't see his zombie hands. (laughs) I love that he was like, I have zombie fingers. And then she helps him, and then he runs over and, like... And he introduces himself as Marcus. I know, and he uh-huh. says, you're very pretty, and then she's like, thank you, and he goes, you're supposed to say I'm very pretty, too. <laughs> I thought it was so funny. <laughs> Rob Corger's great in this movie, man. 
He's so fun. And then we get kind of an ending with R and Julie where she's like, do you remember your name yet? And he's like, no, I just, I don't need my old memories. I like this life and I like being R. So I'll yeah. just be R. Well, and she even says like, do you wish you could go back to your old life? And he's like, no, I, I want this life. I don't want that life. Yeah. And they watch as they demolish the wall. Yeah. And, and that's the movie. movie. So having seen the movie, having talked about the movie, what do you guys think about Warm Bodies? It's cute. It's cute. I liked it a lot. I love it. I cry every time I watch it. Although I've, I think I've only seen it like three times. I watched it once in the theater, honestly, with my girlfriend at the time. We both really liked it. Oh, it must have been awkward for those other guys in there with you. Oh, no. She was my girlfriend. Yeah. This was way after high school, Mikey. This movie came out in 2013. But I really liked it. And I liked it today. I'm glad I bought it. I'll definitely watch it again. This is one of the only horror movies I'll watch multiple times. Don't consider this a horror movie. I don't know. Like, it is one of those gray areas, right? Because there are zombies, but it's not scary. And it's definitely a rom-com. Like, it definitely is in Romancing the Pods lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. But I'm not sure I would consider it horror either. But if you consider it horror, I get that. There are zombies in this movie. Like, that makes sense to me, too. Yeah, it's yeah, true. I guess. I really liked it. This this was very cute. I, I thought it had a lot of really interesting and inventive twists on zombies, mm -hmm. which is always... A, a questionable proposition you know sometimes when you have established lore and you do something different it doesn't always work uh aka twilight yeah. shiny skin yeah and it does deviate from that stuff but yeah unlike twilight it's zombies not vampires but i like the way it deviates from it i, I feel like yeah. it builds on it rather than taking away from the lore right yeah like we yes, get an explanation for like why they eat brains and it's like a emotional one and i really like that like it's them wanting to feel more human again like i really dug the shit out of that mikey like i bet yeah i bet the book is great the book's good i would 100 listen to all the books at this point yeah you should listen to them yeah yeah i, I like it too i think it's creative and sweet and like uh, pretty romantic and you know I, I really like I've watched it a couple times and I, I like I really like the books I'm looking forward to reading the sequels how I, I am curious now that I've seen the movie how romantic is the book it's more so it's more like twilight more? yeah okay all right maybe i'm down then yeah all i'm right. in for that yeah i honestly feel like this subject matter that they use for the movie to me i already like way more than twilight so i probably actually enjoy reading yeah. the book i actually did read the first twilight book because it was like all the rage and you like, gotta read the second one because it's no. fucking nuts no i will not <laughs> no i read the first one when i was on chapter like 40 and they were still talking about how hot edward was i was like this book's not written for me and that's okay but i'm gonna stop reading it yeah but for chapter 41 it goes into that really he's super hot though <laughs> yeah. oh damn i just missed it then my bad i i can't wait well and book four book four is madness utter madness i will watch them for the pods i oh, will yeah for sure for sure read for the sure. books i'm not dedicating that much time to that ip this book was cool because like because it's a lot of his internal monologue which the narration i think is some of the stronger parts of this this movie me too i i would agree the book has a lot of that okay it's also unusual to get like a romance novel from a male perspective that's not often yeah. the case sometimes there's pieces of it but to have a yeah. whole book that way is unusual and i like that as a male because i think there needs to be some more ro male romance it's hard to find well-written male characters in romance novels i understand why they do that though because they are written for pretty much a female audience because most mm -hmm. men don't really feel like they can go see those types 
and enjoy those types of entertainment, which is dumb because I love all that shit. Like, Like, I'm still like, why is Mr. Darcy like so good? No, Mr. Darcy. Oh, you mean the book? I haven't read that one. I was going to say the character is kind of dog shit. That's what I mean. Like, and he's like the number one for that. I am not a person who loves Darcy. I also think I don't consider those. I mean, I guess they are. It's just not the kind I read. I feel like things have gotten better romance novel wise where there's a lot more diversity now. But I also think that the thing to remember sometimes about romance novels in general is that often they are written to a specific, I think kink is the wrong word, but a specific fantasy, like a specific built fantasy. I'm not talking about like porny romance. I'm talking about like novel romance. No, I'm just in general, like where that's how they will structure a character to fit a specific fantasy. And so I think part of the reason that maybe we get a lot more stereotyped characters in romance is to fit a specific fantasy. And now that I think there's a lot more writers writing different stuff, there's a lot more variation now. Well, it's my same critique. And, you know, a lot of male authors cannot write female characters well at all. And I, you know, and I read a lot of thrillers and stuff like that. I'm like, she's written terribly. So it's like the same thing. (laughs) Yeah, it it is. It's, It's flip sides of the same problem. But like, it's the same thing with scripts where it's like, she walked in boobing her boobs into the boob room. Like, it's just. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Is there a boob room and where do I go to find that? Yeah, a porn <laughs> uh, So, <laughs> All right, that's fair. My bad. All right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah. The answer is more writers of different backgrounds in every genre. Yeah. There you go. I also think like I could see us getting more in the future like rom-coms from male perspectives just because mm-hmm. I feel like generations after mine are starting mm-hmm. to be like more accepting of men who display emotions. Yeah. Which... I think also leads itself to like men who would like to go see like a romantic comedy from a male perspective. Like before we go, the Chris Evans rom-com that we did, like I loved that. And that was from his perspective. I really dug it. Yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. so, I mean, I could see more of that stuff coming in the future, which I'm excited about. Anyway, so Paige, do you have some fun facts for us? I do. So hit us with your fun facts. Zombie fun Fun facts. facts. So Mikey, you can confirm this for me, but in the book, R is described as wearing a black suit with a red tie, (gasps) identifying him as a corporate zombie who allegedly has a zombie wife and zombie kids to feed. I don't know if that was... I don't remember him having a zombie family. I, well, and this is the only place I saw it mentioned was in this list, but this obviously doesn't make it into the film. Um, and they just dress him into jeans and a hoodie. The The corporate zombie thing makes sense to me. I think maybe this person who's writing this down as a fun fact is just like, it, it, that would be the zombie life as a corporate zombie, not necessarily specific to him. Anyway, I really did like that. And I think largely because he's like in a hoodie and jeans when Nora is like, you could be a teenager. You could be in your 20s, but we need to like nail down your age before we show (laughs) you kissing someone else. Yeah, I thought it was very funny. So the cover of the movie has him giving her flowers, which never occurs in the movie, but does occur in the book. And apparently is a plot point in the book. Um, When she first leaves the airplane and tries to escape that first time, the first zombie she encounters is dressed like Rick from the walking dead (laughs) (laughs) love it Uh, and they put everyone through zombie camp uh so everyone learned to move and react as corpses wait which is pretty fun most zombie movies do that though yeah i mean i'm I'm sure but like who runs zombie camp i guess is my question because if it's not simon Pegg and nick frost i I don't want to go well simon Pegg and nick frost are specifically imitating bub from george romero's films oh yeah yeah that makes sense but like yeah so like they're even one one 
version removed. I mean, that's fair, but like, who else is going to run zombie camp at this point? I mean, I don't know. There's plenty of people. Mikey, all I'm saying is we need to buy some farmland out in rural Tennessee and start a zombie camp. I don't Hilarious. think you know what this camp is. I assumed it was like a place where you could go and shoot zombies with paintballs. Mm. And it's just people dressed as zombies. Like, that seems fun to me. I will take you to a place like that. Yeah, those places exist. Yeah, there's one in Lebanon. Can we go today? That sounds awesome. It's a lot of jump scares, Todd. Okay, I'm out. It's a haunted house oh, type place. No, that's not what I want. I just want to be like pulled around on a tractor while I get to shoot people in a field. Really, that's all I want. That's so That yeah. is there too, but it's also a haunted house. Okay, I don't want the scary aspects of it, but shooting people dressed as zombies in a field seems dope. I do picture them just moving slowly through the field and that would be pretty terrifying. I like it. Anyway, when they first get back to the airport, you hear over the PA system, the white zone is for loading and unloading of passengers only. I heard this that. This is actually from airplanes. It is, yeah. And they yeah. slow it down like the tape is wearing out. Oh, it's it's yeah. so funny. I love airplane. Yeah. Yeah, it was very funny. So in the plane, they hold up a Blu-ray of Lucio Fulci's zombie. Yeah, as she's like comparing the way that zombie looks to him. Yeah. Right. Uh, widely accepted to be one of the first films that actually uses the term zombie. Well, it's the title of the movie. The Italian zombie films are... Are wild oh, so good specifically this one like i feel like at some point we have to do fulci zombie not only because it's so famous and it is like one of the first to use the word zombie but also because it gets referenced in every other zombie movie we do like in Shaun of the dead the restaurant he's trying to make reservations at before the zombie apocalypse happens is fulci's and he like calls them to ask for That's reservations fine. and they they hang up on him but yeah we got to do that one eventually so with the Romeo and Juliet theme, Perry brains Franco, uh, short for Paris within Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. And Marcus is Mercutio. Most of the time when people do a Romeo and Juliet adaptation, they don't include Paris at all, which I find really interesting that so many adaptations leave it out. Well, because you already have to deal with Rosaline, who is like the ex of Romeo. So like... Who's barely in it, though. Like she's I only know. mentioned, but like not actually there. Yeah. Paris is like a whole character. Is like yeah, a whole thing. he is like a romantic rival on some level to yeah. Romeo. So like, yeah, I get why you would include Paris. He dies in the crypt with them. <laughs> Like, like, not just a romantic rival. He's there the whole time. Yeah. He's there for the whole play. Yeah. When R thinks back on his memories of when everyone could express themselves and enjoy each other's company, that fantasy, like that uh, flashback, everyone in the scene is on their phone instead of talking to anybody around. I love <laughs> it. Which is pretty funny. Uh, so... The actors portraying zombies in this movie chose not to blink, that that was going to be a thing for zombies. Um, but it was really, really uncomfortable to do for long periods of time. Yeah. And it's especially uncomfortable for Nicholas Holt, who had to do a ton of scenes and was also wearing contacts to like look like a zombie. Yeah, to make his eyes less blue. Oh, yeah. It's like it dries them out and stuff. Yeah. So it was actually quite painful. I'm sure. But he does such a great job. He is an amazing actor. Like, he's really quite good. And so is the girl who plays Julie, who I just referred to as Bobo Kristen Stewart this whole movie. But she's good, too. Yeah, I've seen her in, in something else. Her name is Teresa too, Palmer. Yeah. She's done other stuff. Oh, yeah. she's done a ton of things. But they just look a lot of like her and Kristen Stewart. Yeah. 
So we'll finish with this. Uh, the film changes the ending to the book significantly. And I don't know if this is later book or first book because I haven't read them. Well, no, the film was made before the second book even came out. Well, but I'm, the ending of this movie is completely different from the first book, but I don't know if it is also different from the second or second book. Oh, yeah, that makes no, sense. yeah, we have no idea. Yeah, mm-hmm. I wonder if they sort of just like yada yada over the next three books because... They didn't really know what was going to happen, but they wanted to like cap off the movie in a way. So, yeah. yes, that's exactly what happened. That so makes sense to in, me. in this movie, um, they kind of yada yada over the world getting back to the way it's supposed to be. However, in one of the books, I don't know if it's the first. I don't know if it's the fourth. Anyway, in one of the books, when they kiss, she accidentally bites him, Uh-oh. which which results in them both becoming infected, but becoming something new. So he still kind of resurrects the same way, but her eyes become gold and they basically become the opposite of zombies somehow. Which is what? I don't remember any of this. I don't I don't know. That, that's the thing. I think it's a later book, but I don't know. Okay. Um, and so essentially it's and it's preceded by the book talking about how zombies are essentially nature's darkest impulses so love is our greatest impulse yeah and so the book apparently doesn't super explain this but something about the combination of the two of them creates something new that is not a zombie that is not dangerous that is helpful and born of love uh okay but those are your fun facts well thank you for those fun facts page let's talk a little box office what do you guys think the production budget was for warm bodies in 2013 when it came out honestly probably not that high to be honest with you 18 million okay i was gonna go like 10 okay honestly so the production budget was 30 million dollars damn Okay, this does look bad for 30 million. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I honestly wonder if like a lot of that was like they got John Malkovich, who's like a big name, but not in it a bunch. Like I could Mm -hmm. see him being an expensive get, but also like they have that jet and that's like a big, like the whole airport stuff could be expensive. I don't know. It depends on how you shoot that stuff. And also the, what Mikey said was the bad CGI. It's bad now. But like yeah. that was more expensive back in the day. I bet that's what it is because yeah. here's the thing. There are empty airports, so you could find one. I'm sure that you did it one, yeah. Interior of that plane is probably just a set. I assume so as well. And you can have and park planes around. Like it's that's probably not difficult all CGI to do. Stuff. I think it's all the CGI stuff. And extras, because there's a lot of extras. There are a lot of extras. Yeah. Yeah. But there wasn't a ton of big sets for like the post apocalyptic human society or anything. Mm-hmm. There weren't the one most impressive shot that you couldn't do with like CGI is the wall, right? And even that looks to be just like two stories up and then CGI above yeah. it. So like Well, because it's CGI when you see it from afar, but up yes. close, you're right. They had to build that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that could be done on a soundstage like Mikey was saying like the interior of the uh, jet mm-hmm. like you were saying yeah anyway so it was 30 million if you adjust for inflation till today that's 38.2 million dollars so a little bit more today than it would be back then uh, now this movie premiered on February 1st 2013 and it was number one the weekend it came out it Ooh. beat Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters, which was number two. Silver Linings Playbook was in its 12th week and still number three. That movie was big. Mama was number four, which people tell us we have to do because it's like Jessica Chastain in a horror movie. Mm. Uh, And then Zero Dark Thirty, which is another Jessica Chastain movie, uh, was five that week. Homegirl gets work. She does. Uh, So what do you think Warm Bodies made in its opening weekend? I'm going to say 22. 
Okay, what do you think, Paige? Yeah, opening weekend, I'm going to go 19. You guys are on either side of it. It's 20.3 million dollars that it made in its opening weekend. It was then in the theaters until early May. So it was in the theaters for 14 weeks. So what do you think it made domestically in the box office? 70. Okay. What do you think, Paige? 60. You guys are on either side of it again. Mikey, you're closer, but you went over. So I'm going to give it to Paige. It was 66. Point three million dollars. It then went on to make another forty-eight point four million dollars internationally. So this movie made a hundred and fourteen million dollars in the theaters off of a thirty million dollar budget. I'm kind of surprised they didn't make sequels. Well, I think it's because the sequels the sequels weren't written yet. Maybe I think so uh, I too. So. I do wonder. I don't know if you could because everyone that was in this movie is now like significantly older. They're like ten years yeah, older. Yeah, but now. also hotter. <laughs> I mean, Nicholas Holt is. I don't. I don't know what happened to the Julie in this movie, but I assume so too. I she's assume like a movie she's doing star, good, so probably. I bet they could do sequels to this. It sounds like someone like was like, "Yeah, we could try this as a franchise, but this is. Uh, I don't know about that. Let's just wrap it up." Yeah, honestly, I kind of respect that sometimes. I though. do too. You know, because then yeah. you just end up with one good movie. Yeah, I think so too. And I think that's what we get here. Yeah, and it also made another almost fifteen million dollars in the home market. Hmm. It was fourteen point nine million dollars in the home market specifically so it made a lot of money like it did very very well anyway that's your box office mikey do you want to hit him with that scary slash romance scale uh, the romance scale is how romantic we found the film when we watched it it's a scale of one to ten page romance wise oh i give this like a four i like it it's that's what i was gonna cute. give it yeah. page I was also going to give it a four. Hell mm-hmm. yeah. But scary scale, it's a one. It's not super scary. Yeah, scary scale is a one. But a four, a four is pretty good. All right, yeah. well, that's our romance scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this week, I made you guys watch Warm Bodies, and honestly, you're welcome. Paige, is it your turn next week? And what are you making us watch? It is my turn. We are doing Ghost, starring Patrick Swayze and Demi Moore and Whoopi Goldberg next I week. I cannot wait to visit Ghost again. I have never seen what? this film. Oh, I saw it once as a kid, and I remember thinking it was wild. I've, I've only seen the, like, pottery scene. That's it. I have never seen the whole I movie. I remember that dude who's, like, a creepy comic is one of the other ghosts. That's all I remember about the film. Ooh. I don't even remember that. I just remember the ghosts, like, get carried away by what looked like dark energy monsters yeah they're like they look crazy (laughs) Paige, wait i can't wait for you to watch i wish i could watch this with you i oh my god i cannot wait so okay so your homework for next week is to become a ghost and figure out if you can change things in the temporal in the uh physical world and then watch ghosts yeah that's the word i was looking for but didn't think i almost said tempura (laughs) i heard tempura and i was like i was like no that can't work oh there's fried things in this okay (laughs) so mikey do you have a review for us to read? All right, I have a review. It's from Coffee Lover. Wow! Mikey, hold on, what? Hold did on. you just have a stroke? <laughs> it, hold on, let me tell you how it's spelled. K-A-U-F-F-I-L-U-V-E-R. Okay, I will give you that one. That is a wild way to spell coffee. Like, if you're spelling it that way, you're literally just trying to cheat at Scrabble. Like, that's all yeah. you're doing. But... Hearing you sound that out was amazing. Hearing you struggle so hard and then be like, coffee lover. (laughs) Well, they spelled it weird. Paige, I'm going to cut out him explaining how it's spelled just so everyone thinks Mikey's super dumb. That's not how I am. I'm not. I'm not. I'll leave it in. I'll leave it in. It's funny. It's funny. (laughs) 
Uh, their review is entitled My Life Plan. <laughs> my Life Plan. Wake up, coffee. <laughs> my, my Life Plan is to drink coffee and love. And I'm all out of coffee. <laughs> oh, God. I love this podcast so much that I have devised a plan. Oh. Step one, win the lottery. Well, good luck with that. Thank you. Step two, create scholarships for all of Todd's pets and pay for his foot cosmetic surgery. I'm wow. so happy that your pets are going to get to wow. go to pet college. This is uh-huh. great. I don't know what surgical things I can do to better my feet, but I'm open to that conversation. I mean, There's conservatively, I'd say everything. Yeah, everything but what you're doing. I just didn't know you could get plastic surgery on your feet. I'm not saying I'm against it. I think you should have your feet removed and replaced with somebody else's feet. Yes. <gasps> a full-on foot transplant? A foot transplant. Mm-hmm. Find, like, some hot person that died and take their feet. Oh, I'm going to get a hot man's dead feet? Hell yeah. No, he just had hot feet. He wasn't a hot man. Oh, I mean, that's fine, too. I don't really care what the rest of him looked like, uh, but I'll take Step- his feet. Yeah, uh-huh. Step three, in state page as owner of Surlatob and oh. hire Henry Cavill as her personal IT assistant. I feel like he's got better things to do. <laughs> yeah, he would be an expensive IT assistant, but I mean, if the money's right, he might do it. No, no, I'm pretty sure that even for a, a substantial amount of money, he'd be like, I I have a lot of money and I'm still the Witcher, so I'm good. Step four, reboot singled out and next with Mikey as an exclusive reboot. <laughs> oh. Can Paige and I host it? Can Paige and I please host <laughs> please? it? Please. Please. Oh my God. Next was so degrading to people and I loved it. I loved Next. I used to watch Next all the time. Is that where they would like yell Next in their face? Yeah, and then the next yes. one off the bus would come. Oh my God. So wild. <laughs> there were some people that would get off the bus and they haven't even like stepped onto the street and they're just like, Next. Oh, I saw one where I think a lady fell getting off the bus. Yes, and she walks she all the way there. All, and he just goes, are you okay? And she goes, yeah. And he goes, good. I just want to make sure. But next. And like kicked yeah. her off immediately. Well, so the best funny. part of it is that she like falls out of the bus. And then she gets up and like does this creepy weird <laughs> wave the whole time she walks towards. God, next was so funny. And they had those made up stats about them as they would yes. get off the bus. Fuck, those were so good. Chris, 29, afraid of bananas. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Especially when they're under her feet. <laughs> so good. All right, step five. Ensure this trio can quit their day jobs and create our much demanded third podcast of all action movies. Oh, God. Love all three of you. Heart emoji, five stars. That is my dream someday to force you guys to watch way more Van Damme movies, so I'm on board for this. I Too would many. watch all of Sean Claude <laughs> Van Damme's movies, Paige. I love that my fumble over his name has like stuck as like a bit. Well, coffee lover, thank you so much for that awesome five star review. And if you want to have Mikey, confusing Mikey with your name, that's (laughs) the funniest shit ever. Great, yeah, it was very easy to pronounce for me. I don't know why Mikey struggled so much, but thank you so much. And if you want to have Mikey read your review, give us a five star review. So, um, yeah, guys, if you like this power thruple that we have here on this podcast, make sure to check out our other podcast, The Horror Virgin, and that is the only other podcast podcast that Mikey and I are on but Paige gets around and she is on two other podcasts Black Card Rehab and Cult Podcast so guys definitely check out those because they're amazing if you want to follow us on social we are at Romancing the Pod Show yes on Instagram and we are at something else on Twitter who I just have never taken the time to learn it it's just Romancing Pod Show because they have a character limit and it's show SHO like showtime So, guys, check that out as well. And if you want to follow us all individually, Paige is at Rampage Wesley everywhere, including TikTok. 
except for Twitter, where she is at Paige Wesley. Mikey is at M Randolph 24, and I am at Todd J Awesome everywhere. And guys, we got a P.O. box. So if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. And that's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm Todd. And you complete us. To completion. Like my flesh, my love will never decay for you. Oh, that's actually super sweet. <laughs> Bye. Fucking zombie nerds. La, 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 la.